You're listening to Talk Daredevil, a podcast about all things Daredevil in the greater Marvel Universe, brought to you by the women behind Saved Daredevil. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talk Daredevil. I'm Christina, and with me today are Christine and Rhiannon. And we're here today because it seems like this past month, we got a whole lot of stuff going on regarding Daredevil Board again. And we just wanted to kind of break it all down, talk about our feelings about it, uh, separate what's the rumor and what's been confirmed, and just take a look at what this might mean for Daredevil Born Again. So the first big thing that happened, of course, was that Echo. Echo was released. And all of us have finished the show. And I believe, Re, did you watch it twice? I sort of watched it twice. I mean, it played through twice because I wanted it to show up in the numbers for Disney Plus and Hulu. Smart. So like the second time I didn't watch it closely, but I had it on. I watched it twice, too, and I think I actually watched it more close at the second time, because the first time I did it in one sitting, which was kind of crazy. I got up early in the morning. I'm in Europe, so I got up early in the morning, started watching at like six in the morning, and then I had a dentist appointment at 10. Uh, so I wasn't going to go into work before going to the dentist. So it's like, okay, this is perfect. <laughs> so with like 15 minutes to spare, I finished watching it. So it was really... Um, it held my attention the whole time and it was fun watching it, but I, of course I have to go back and like double check everything. And, uh, that was really good. And even before Echo came out, there was a lot of like the buzz, I think first with, um, when the trailer came out, I mean, a while back and everyone was like, wow, this actually looks really, really good. <laughs> Cause I think a lot of people were kind of worried. And then we started getting these promos and i mean one of the promo sequences too had wilson fisk footage from season one in one of the promos and of course dad had everybody you know talking too so i think for for our listeners let's clarify are we going to share spoilers here or are we going to talk about this in a non-spoiler way i suggest that we um uh, we will, I think, put out a bit of a warning for spoilers when it comes to episode one. Uh, episode one of Echo will be discussed openly. Uh, the other, um, the rest of the show, we will just be very big in general. Oh, and we'll put in the show notes where are any spoilers even for that episode end, and that will help. If anybody hasn't watched that first episode, go watch the first episode, guys. <laughs> if you're listening to this you've probably watched at least the first episode of echo but if you were a fan of the original netflix series watch this it's it's got those vibes not exactly and i'm not gonna say that the show was perfect because i don't think it was but i say easily this is the best original tv show that marvel studios has put out easily that's in my humble opinion yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I I think it wasn't trying to be anything else. And therefore, it did. It, it could be something original. Yeah. And I would also, for those of you who haven't watched Echo, um, I'm one of those nerds that on my second watch actually measured how long it was. <laughs> And so I can tell you, if you're worried about like, oh, no, I'm going to waste, you know, such and such amount of hours of my life, 
don't worry, the entire show, it's just under three hours. So it's more like what I mean, there are movies in movie theaters that are that length. So um, if you haven't watched the show yet, you can eat, you know, easily just make it sort of like a movie night of it and have it be a long movie. And that's, uh, that's fine, depending on how you want to watch it. But it, it's not, it's not a huge commitment of your time to watch the entire thing. And I think it works for I mean, as someone who did watch it in one sitting, um, uh, that was perfectly fine. So but yeah, I mean, we can uh, talk in sort of generalities. But I think the first episode, you know, if you haven't watched it, um, you know, you can stay tuned if you don't mind spoilers. So, and of course, the big thing about the first episode is, and I think everybody knows this, Daredevil's in it for about two minutes. So, um, don't, don't, this is not an extended guest star role here. This is a cameo, definitely a cameo. It's part of a, I want to say, six minute one take fight scene. I timed it. It was like three minutes, 58 seconds. Christine, I can't believe you didn't time that one. It was not a six-minute scene. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I went back and timed it because I was like, that did not feel... Because somebody had said something about there being a six-minute water. And it's not a water and it's not a six-minute scene. We obviously measure things in this, on this team. <laughs> You can tell we're very we're very meticulous. We take everything uh, very seriously. So, I mean, if it is six minutes, somebody started their timer in like dialogue two minutes earlier, and maybe but no, yeah, yeah. We pay very close attention to metrics here. And I mean, of course, we don't know how much. It's clear that, um, and we know this from news reports too, that this show has undergone a number of iterations and it's changed and it's it may have i think when they first started talking about echo it was kind of hinted at that um daredevil would play a bigger part in it and i think uh maybe some people didn't actually follow um uh the news that came out after that but it seemed like i i personally was going into it with a um clear view that it was going to be basically a, a cameo appearance and, and not much else. And I don't necessarily mind that. And I think the show ended up, it was honestly not knowing what to expect was like the best thing I could do going into this. Like I was very open-minded to what it was going to be. It was like, okay, I, I honestly, I enjoyed not knowing much about where it was going <laughs> and what was going to happen and what her journey was going to look like and, and, and stuff. So um, go into it expecting nothing and you will probably, um, you know, come out of it with having been through a, a good viewing experience. So, uh, but the Daredevil scene, I liked it. Uh, it wasn't like a perfect fight scene from Daredevil uh, at all, but it was still an enjoyable scene. And I think it was staged in such a way that... I mean, it was kind of like it came out to a draw between the two characters in a way. Like Daredevil wasn't there to hurt her, so he didn't. She maybe wanted to hurt him, but I mean, it was kind of he did his his thing. He, you know, she had already ruined what he was there to do. So there's, you know, some fighting, some fisticuffs, some kicking and jumping, and and um, he prevents her from getting to him, and then he just kind of leaves the scene. And and I think that was probably a good choice to have it play out that way but i don't know what do you guys think yeah i thought it was just a little clumsy 
at the end, the way it was just, and now he's gone. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have had something like police sirens or something to explain why he would just take off at that moment. Um, I agree that it couldn't end with him beating the crap out of her and it couldn't end with her beating the crap out of him. It wouldn't have made story sense, but just him going, okay, I'm out was just, it felt a little clumsy and I, I don't know how they could have handled that better, but you know, it did make me kind of wrinkle my nose a little bit. The ending of that. Yeah. The whole, I, I did not enjoy. I mean, like I, I've said episode one of Echo is my least favorite episode of the whole series. Um, I felt like that fight was trying to be something and, you know, they were trying to make it a major moment. I felt like the Daredevil presence during that scene, I felt like it was a little bit forced and a little bit, I don't know, it just felt out of place. You know, to have him in his red costume when you had so much grounded throughout the whole rest of the series. It, It was a little bit out of it for me. But they brought me back in. Like, after that scene, it ended up having purpose. Yeah, I mean, like, it would be weird for Daredevil not to even be referenced. There's there's very little to it. But it had purpose. You know, like, later he's like, oh, I've never seen anybody hold up to him that well. Which I think, like, it gave it a... There was purpose for the brief little cameo. It was cool to see him there. It was cool to have that aspect in it. So I've there's several moments in the show where, like, the moment itself, I'm like oh really they're gonna do that but like it paid off and it had purpose and they made it makes yeah they made it have you know like a reason to be there and i really appreciated that but i would christina it was funny you said that like you went into it like not knowing what you were going into i felt like i had a lot of preview of what i was going into not just from the advertisements like i knew from the lack of maya and the advertisements that they were that the trailers and everything, like they were very keen pen focused. I knew we were going to get something different from that, but I feel like, and I think this is our next topic that we were going to talk about anyways, was the promotion that they did for this. Like it's more than I've seen for Marvel for a lot of things recently. The the work that they did with the Choctaw Nation and a lot of the stuff that came out about that. I mean, I probably was following it a little closer than most because I actually work with somebody that's a member of the Choctaw Nation and like, she had friends with the show and it was just very cool to like come as you know to talk to her about it but I felt like I went into it sort of knowing a little bit about what I was getting into because they did some really different stuff in the promotions and in the hype leading up to this show speaking of the promotion of the show um do you feel that it accurately portrayed what we were going to get because i mean there was the the amount of promotion i think once they actually started promoting this show hard was was pretty impressive but i can i saw some people online who were saying even people who watched it watched the show and enjoyed it were saying like yes i did enjoy it but it wasn't what i thought it was going to be just judging like they had expectations based on what they'd seen of these like promos and the trailers and sort of like the balance of the show, the amount of violence that, that it was going to have. They thought that it was going to be more violent. And I can sort of see where they're coming from. What's your take on that? I felt like there were a couple of different trailers and teasers that were out. And I mean, clearly with the Kingpin heavy one, they were reaching out to the OG fans. They were reaching out to the people who have been saying, can you please do some more mature television? That's the the 
that's what we want. They were definitely going in that direction. Um, there was another one, though, that showed more of, uh, and it was just flashes. It wasn't very heavy, but they did lean into her heritage in some of those other trailers. Um, I did see like people saying I was going into a thing thinking it was going to be a revenge story set in New York City, and it was a story in Oklahoma, and they were kind of surprised by that. So I can see where people are coming from, that it was, I think, in Marvel's kind of uh, your real passion to try to get those those viewers back and get them watching the show. Like, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Look what we're doing. I think that... They leaned more on that and less on actual echo. Yeah, I think they didn't know how to advertise Maya. I, I think they didn't know. And and that's been actually my worry, like, since this project was mentioned. I was like, you know, what are the trailers for it going to be? Are they, you know, what are, are, are they going to be her? Like, are they going to have subtitles in a trailer where she's signing or, you know, like, how are they going to portray this? And on one hand, it was really cool. Like, they didn't focus on her being a deaf character at all in the in the advertising of this. But on the other hand, because they didn't, I was like, I know there are people that are going to go into this and they're expecting a Kingpin show and they're going to get a show about this deaf Native American and it's going to be far far from what they were expecting so i feel like their advertisement set people up to feel like it was a bait and switch very much but i also feel like they delivered a really good kingpin story as well they yeah for people that did sit through it and did take the time to see the whole story i i think this was a fantastic kingpin story and a fantastic arc for his character that was consistent with who he was in the Daredevil universe. And they delivered on that more than I expected. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I mean, some of the people who, who did suggest it was kind of a bait and switch were, were happy to be baited and switched or however you, <laughs> that that's, a, that's kind of a, a weird composite verb that I don't quite know what to do with in the past tense, but, but they, you know, they were happy with what they got. It was just like, it was slightly different from what they were expecting. So, uh, but I mean, in in general, I found uh, this show to be uh, entertaining, moving. I loved all the side characters. I loved um, what's his name, Biscuit. I like. I mean, for, for a show that's both very serious and violent and very very grounded, it also had actual kind of comic relief characters that weren't silly. They were the kind of comic relief characters we all have in our real life. I I hope to be a comic relief character in, in my friend's life, but. Uh, <laughs> get people laughing and you know that kind of thing um so it felt very just kind of a natural like hey this is a group of people this is like her world these are the people that you know she's related to that she's friends with and and uh um it felt like a very just sort of you know well-balanced cast i thought and i really enjoyed it and and i also found the you know kind of um the whole like going back to your roots thing very moving and um even on on a kind of personal level which may sound weird um you know like i'm not native american i'm not any kind of american i'm just like <laughs> uh th this uh random woman in sweden but um i'm a hobby genealogist which people who do genealogy have been described as 
the kind of people who like to annoy the living and disturb the dead, which is a very apt description. And uh, and I try not to actually bother the people around me with this stuff, including my own relatives who couldn't care less. But I've always had a very sort of profound sense of gratitude to the people who came before me and who lived through hard times and long winters and endured uh, you know, uh, things far away from a modern life and who, you know, just so that I could be born and this, you know, spectacular moment. So I, I can kind of, I get the sense of, of feeling like a connection to the past in every real sense. And of course, Maya doesn't actually experience that. She she kind of rediscovers that. And the setting is, of course, very different. The culture is, of course, very different. But as a basic, just sort of human universal of finding your roots and finding comfort in your roots, I, I found that very moving. Um, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Now, you had said uh, connecting to your roots and going to the past, that kind of segues into the next thing we wanted to talk about, which is the Defenders verse has been added to the official MCU timeline on Disney+. Plus. So when you, there's, one of their categories, I, I'm going to say it right now, I do not like the interface for Disney+. Plus. I think it's really clunky and annoying, and it's hard to find what you're looking for. But there is a category, we'll say MCU timeline, and the Defenders first shows are in there. And that is the first time anyone's kind of done that. In fact, there was a book that came out recently that had the entire MCU timeline. The Defenders were not in it. Um, so... This also got people very excited. I know it also got the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom saying, why isn't it Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in there? But uh, it's that was a first. Listeners, the amount of freaking out in the Save Daredevil team the past few weeks, the amount that it's just the amount of feelings that we have had with these little developments. And this was one of them where it's like, we just became real. And it's crazy because it seemed like it was one after the other. Like even when we were preparing to do this podcast, Christine had made a list of things to talk about. And I'm like, yeah, that could change in the next five minutes. Like something else could fall down out of the sky because it's just it all been happening. But speaking of the timeline, do you, uh, Christina, do you remember where it is in relation to the rest of the MCU? Because I've only heard of this timeline. I haven't actually looked at it myself. I looked at it and it's weird. So, I mean, the important part is Daredevil, we know that Daredevil season one happens very soon after the Avengers because they reference the events of the Avengers. So it shows up in that timeline very early there. And then for some reason, there's a gap, I think, before Luke Cage. Like they throw some movies, but Luke Cage also has a lot of MCU references in it. So I'm sure there was something referenced in Luke Cage that had to happen in a movie before that one came out. And then I think they just don't matter as much. I, I don't remember if they're not spread out or if they're just sort of arbitrarily. A after that, it seems like they look at how much time passed in the Defenders universe. And they looked at how much time passed in the MCU universe, in the, in the movie universe, and just sort of kept them on the same scale. So I, I don't think there's as much about references or interconnectivity. From the beginning, it's been that the Defenders shows maybe referenced stuff in the movies, but the movies never referenced anything from the shows. So I think they just sort of looked at the timelines and the amount of time that passed, like how much passed before Daredevil season three and where would that put it in the grander universe? 
That makes sense. And also before we leave Echo entirely, we should probably also mention some of the, the timeline in Echo. Of course, the scene with where Echo fights Daredevil takes place between the snap and the blip. Because this is another important thing to kind of nail down. The uh, in-universe timeline for the snap um, was that that happened in, in 2018. And then it the blip, I think, is in... Gosh, I had this written down somewhere. 2023. Um, it's, it 2023, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, um, Hawkeye takes place uh, during Christmas of 2024, but it came out back in 2022. So there's this, um, you know, we're kind of, uh, things are happening in the future now. So I think I, I looked at this and concluded that, of course, aside from the fact that we know that both Fisk and Daredevil survived the snap, uh, it and and of course the reason we know that is because Hawkeye as Ronan was the one who, um, even though he didn't order the death of Maya's father, he was the one um, responsible for it in a sort of more um, <laughs> hands-on kind of way. And that only happened during uh, when, when half the people were were blipped out so or snapped out of existence. So we know that, which is, is, is one kind of, I mean, that puts an end to a lot of fan speculation about like what happened to these people during the, um, after the snap, but we know that Daredevil survived the snap, um, and that his fight with Maya likely takes place kind of mid, uh, bet- you know, midway between the the um, uh, snap and the blip. And I think I calculated that m- that Echo should take place sometime like late May, early June of 2025. So we're slowly catching up to the MCU timeline in in real time somehow because we we you know we're we're closer now than we were 2 years ago so that's at least something but i mean who knows if i i suspect that i mean what we saw with echo um and echo was released under this new spotlight banner that uh marvel has for these shows or maybe potentially even movies that are not as connected to everything else like they are connected but they're not you can go into them without knowing everything that happened before. So they are more sort of smaller in scale, more sort of, you know, um, same universe, universe, uh, absolutely. And some references, absolutely, but not, uh, they're more beginner friendly. And um, I think as a consequence of that, or at least partly that, uh, there's no actual mention of the snap or the blip in Echo, and I would assume that um, it would maybe be be the same for Daredevil Born Again, aside from maybe something big. Who knows? Um, yeah. I think I, I just want to touch on the interconnectivity and just sort of really quick circle back to the advertising. Like, while these shows aren't referencing, you know, like, they're not connected to the movies, like maybe WandaVision or, you know, some of the uh, Hawkeye and stuff, but... The advertisement, they had an advertisement for this show that specifically that had the Daredevil banner on it that had clips from the original Daredevil. Did we talk about that? No, you didn't mention the banner. Yeah, I mean, but that interconnectivity, like, yeah, I mean, maybe you don't need to watch Daredevil to understand what happened. But for those that have, they were very clear that it was going to be connected. 
and the ratings and the trending and everything that we're seeing is that it, it's definitely leading people to watch Daredevil, which is pretty cool. Which is fantastic and welcome. I'm almost jealous for people who are like experiencing Daredevil for the first time because it's such an experience. And, you know, every time I see a, a, a post where it's, holy crap, this show is so good. I'm like, you know, it just brings it all back. Um, and speaking of connections to our beloved show, there is a rumor right now. These rumors have not been confirmed. They have not been denied. But there are rumors that uh, the new showrunner completely reworked the pilot and asked Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Wall to come back as Foggy and Karen. As of us recording, we have not seen any official confirmation. The Hollywood Reporter did put out an article that mentioned this rumor, but they're still calling it a rumor. Um, clearly, we very much want this to be true. But we never want to kind of have bias in, uh, you know, what we're saying is confirmed just because we want it to be true. The truth is we have not seen an official trade or Marvel say it is true. But man, fingers crossed. I think, I think though, the Hollywood Reporter, they definitely reach out for confirmation on these things and they will not get confirmation on these things, but they would get a denial on some things. You know, I, I think them sharing it as a rumor while, yeah, save Daredevil as a whole, we do not put any stock in rumors until there's an official confirmation. But I would put this one as very likely to be true. Though I still urge everybody to guard their hearts. I want it to be true, but we also don't know the level, all of the reporting of this rumor doesn't know how much they will be involved in the new series. That's a good point. We don't have any reason to know, you know that they'll be as heavily involved as they were in the first three seasons, but having them on screen is definitely a good thing. And something to consider is that uh, the current showrunner of Daredevil Born Again was an executive producer on The Punisher, which means he worked with Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page, and presumably liked working with Jeffrey Anwall as Karen Page. So it, it does not seem outrageous that uh, he would ask for her and for Foggy back. Um, for, from everything we're hearing from interviews with Vincent D'Onofrio, from the kind of murmurs that are going on is that one of the major problems with the original Daredevil Born Again that got scrapped was people said, this is not like the original show enough. So if, if that is true, um, it would make sense that they would say, well, let's look at the original show and what worked. And those two characters, those two actors and the performances worked. And something else that clearly worked were the fight sequences. And something that has been confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter is that stunt coordinator Philip J. Silvera is returning for Daredevil Born Again, which has us really excited. Yeah. And he has confirmed this himself, too. Yeah, he confirmed it. And th this is so huge, you guys. I, for those that don't follow the whole, all of the names of the cast and crew, um, Bill Silvera was the fight coordinator and stunt stunt coordinator, second unit, second unit director, stunt coordinator. Um, 
on Daredevil season one. Now, after Daredevil season one, he went on to do little films you might have heard about, like Deadpool. I can't remember what else, but I like went from that to Deadpool or Deadpool 2. Um, he's done a lot of really great stuff since then that has still been like gritty, good fights. Um, yeah, he orchestrated that original one and <laughs> season one. He he knows what he's doing. He knows Daredevil. This is I I think at this point for Sam Daredevil, we're at the like, yes, this is what we wanted, but we never dreamed that we would actually get it. Yeah, to to for them to even start bringing back some of these folks is look, I never thought we could even get our show back. <laughs> you guys know I'm like the pessimist of the team. I'm like this is fun but it's never gonna happen but for to get the show back to get the fight coordinator is just beyond unbelievable and the i mean obviously the next question everybody's having is what about chris brewster who was the original stunt double and he also like he became the stunt coordinator in later seasons after phil silvera left um but he has been very vocal about them needing better fights for Daredevil in the in the MCU. Um, so I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll keep dreaming for the impossible and see if he comes into it. Chris Leonard just by now, like he would only come in for that role that's already got Silvera. Uh, you know, would he come in just to be the stunt double and not to be the second unit director? I'm probably getting that title all wrong. But the second unit director, which like for those that don't know, like they're off the like they might be filming a fight scene or they might be filming like a boring courtroom scene with their director, yeah, and their main crew. But then you might be filming or um rehearsing stunts, I think is what I'll let the second unit director, or filming like a crowd scene before other folks get there. You know, like they might be filming in two places. And that's what that second unit director is in charge of. And uh, starting filming in the same Hollywood Reporter article, uh, starting filming on Monday. So we were we are recording this on a Saturday, and this coming Monday, January twenty second. For those listening on a random day, Monday. So yeah, it's it's happening. It's weird. I mean, just like Re said, I had um, definitely lowered my expectations in in what we thought we were going to get because when we started out we were like we want the same rating we want the same cast same crew same creative team and a pony and unlimited supply of chocolate cake like we we asked for everything and at least i did i thought look we're going to ask for everything and then maybe we'll get a little bit of that like you know we were never in the kind of mindset of oh yes we are going to be able to bully marvel studios and just okay what we want we just wanted to be there saying this is what people like this is what people expect this is what we want back and we had always said as a campaign that our campaign was going to be over as a save our show campaign when Marvel Studios announced a live action solo Daredevil project no matter what that looked like that's when we were going to end because we realized that, uh, you know, once they made up their mind on something like that, they weren't going to backtrack. However, 
Then we see that Daredevil Born Again got scrapped and restarted because it wasn't enough like the original show. So the fact that there are so many fans out there who have consistently been saying, this is what we want, this is what we expect, this is what we've been asking for, I think it definitely made a difference. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um, And at the same time, I um, will be curious to learn uh, in the future, what exactly has kind of been going on behind the scenes at uh, Disney Marvel these last few months? Like a lot of things have been happening. There was that um, that story about you know Marvel's changing up its strategy when it comes to well, I mean TV definitely because I mean that they have been struggling a little bit on that on that side of things. Uh, the thing with Echo, the spotlight banner, the whole... I mean, it, it's also kind of interesting how events around us that have been beyond not only our control, but beyond the control of even very powerful <laughs> movie studios, such as, number one, the pandemic, and how that kind of played into the timing of, of what happened after Daredevil was canceled. The uh, The strike recently last year, how that may have been you know, kind of a pause button for certain other aspects of kind of the industry and in terms of what, what Marvel's been doing and uh, maybe giving them time to think. I mean, we, we won't know. This is just really pure speculation, but it feels like things have shifted around a bit. And in terms of what they filmed of the um, the show that they were going to make, from what I read, I think it was uh, they had nine finished episodes. And now what we're hearing, which is what one of you guys mentioned before, they are reshooting the pilot. And then I think the nine episodes are being cut down to six, which I think will either, I don't know if those are going to be six, like, you know, consecutive episodes, or if it's just going to be the equivalent of of six episodes, that's going to be filling out the nine, and then they're going to film additional scenes for those. We don't, we don't really know, but there's also, and this is maybe also something we want to talk about. There's going to be a gap between like they're talking about it as one season, but it's going to be nine episode plus nine episodes, which may mean that we we might still get like a first batch of episodes this year potentially, and then the second batch next year. Do we have any? Yeah, I I don't think we've heard anything on timelines yet. Um, there was something that hinted that it wouldn't debut until twenty twenty five. So obviously, it would be great to have it earlier. And there was a quote from Vincent D'Onofrio this week about the episode count keeps changing. Like things are very much changing. And there were some rumors yesterday that like because of Echo's success, they're trying to find more opportunities for her. So I imagine that might be part of it as well. But and we had started hearing this before the strike was that while it's 18 episodes, it's going to be more like two nine episode seasons. And I don't remember where I, I think there was a very calculated reason for that. Um, that like they wanted those first nine episodes to have time to sit and people to catch up and, and to see what sort of traction it should gain and then release the second half. Or maybe they're tying in with major stuff. You know, maybe they're t- going to, while they're going to be the spotlight banner, I assume Daredevil's going to be the spotlight banner. I think that, yeah, I don't know if that's ever been actually confirmed, but we've been assuming that's the case. You know, if it's the spotlight banner, you know, maybe it's not necessarily that stuff in the MCU has to happen, but maybe they want to time it. There's been rumors that these characters will show up in Spider-Man, which just, 
Yes, I know we got Matt Murdock in the last Spider-Man, but just every single piece of news these days just blows my mind. Oh, can I slip in a Spider-Man rumor there too? It, again, it's has not been confirmed. This is just a yeah. rumor that's going on. But the rumor is that Marvel Studios asked Drew Goddard to direct Spider-Man 4. And if that happens, my head will explode because uh, Drew Goddard, if you don't know, created the Daredevil show. He was originally supposed to show run it, it as well. And then some kind of conflict came up with another project. But he wrote the first two uh, episodes. Um, and Stephen Denight has said after he read those, he was like, oh, my God, I'm in. You know, he was so impressed with the first two episodes. So oh, that would be amazing yeah. if that yeah. turns out to be true. So all of that... So anyways, there's the two nine episode series. And that's what, you know, maybe they're waiting for that second. Maybe maybe they're trying to have it lead directly up to Spider-Man. I mean, who knows what they're doing, but I think we should be prepared for episode counts to change and for there to be some sort of gap between the first release and the second. I think those rumors have been around long enough. And um, and at this point, all of the changes have been for the better. So if we ended up with 17 episodes instead of 18, like I am, you know, Christina mentioned like that we wanted a birthday party with a pony and chocolate cake. And like, yeah, we've got a birthday party and a pony and strawberry cake with some chocolate fudge. Like, I'm not going to start looking this pony in the mouth and seeing how old it is or anything like and I think that's important, like, as a campaign, like, we are not shifting on that now, even though it, it does appear that they will give us almost everything we want. We're not going to turn around and be brats about it and beg for those last details. I think it's still important for us to be excited with what we got and excited about what we're getting because it's amazing. Agreed 100%. And, you know, regarding the breaking up the season, I'm thinking about um, there were a few seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to say, like, starting maybe with the second season and going through maybe the fourth, where they had a season, but then they broke those seasons up into pods. They didn't do that until, like, seasons four or five. Did they? Okay, I can't remember when they, at some point, the seasons got shorter and they stopped doing that. Um, but yeah, but they did. So they had, you know, the ghost rider pod or they had the fallen agent pod. And so, um, it could be that maybe they're going to do that. I don't know. No, that pod model was also, I think, really great. Sometimes these long running seasons, you have a B plot that is just going and going and you're like, wrap it up already. Like, we know this person's the killer. You could have figured out the killer in like two episodes, but here you're just dragging this plot along. And I think like breaking up into those plots really does a great job of keeping that from happening. So I hope that's the approach they're taking. It just sounds like we have such um, such an exciting year ahead of us. And to think that if this show does come out in like 2025, it will have been 10 years since the release of the first season, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> and and like you're saying, it's it's just been, um, I mean, I know uh, Rihanna mentioned that you were skeptical, like at the beginning of the campaign, like this is never going to work. Uh, I think I too was one of the more skeptical ones. And then it 
you know, in the beginning, you just do it because like, hey, you know, you're at least you're with, with a bunch of like new friends who all love the same show and are doing something fun together. So you start small and hopeful, but you know, it's a long shot. And then to just have everything that's happened over these, you know, past few years has just been, it's been a roller coaster for sure. But it's been it's been an exciting one. And um, we're beginning to see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, but I hope, you know, hope to enjoy, um, this year ahead and, uh, hopefully we'll get like, uh, I don't know. I want a big showing at, uh, San Diego Comic-Con this summer. And, um, I want Feige to walk out on stage with the hat that we gave him. That's never going to happen. Anything could happen at this point, Christina. Anything could happen. That would be just insane. Like we can be on stage at Comic Con at this point. I have no idea what the limit of how high we can dream. I mean, I'm gonna say go out and command, but we can dream. Yeah, let's just say that we are perfectly willing to come on stage at Hall Age. Let's just leave it there, right there. But yeah, we're getting the birthday party with the ponies and the cake, and it's not just the team that's getting this. It's all Daredevil fans. It's the fans that have been with the show from the beginning. Fans who were involved with the campaign, fans who had never heard of the campaign, fans who just recently came to Daredevil. We're all at that party, and I'm so excited about it. So if, uh, does anyone have anything else that they want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, no, I mean, there's so much exciting stuff going on, but I think I think we've covered pretty much everything that we, we know or think we know or have heard. <laughs> I, I mean, and who knows, like, in the time it takes to edit and get this posted, we might get sparkles on our pony it might start a rainbow or something at this point i i don't know hi listeners we are back it is january 26th and uh it as it turns out we got a whole bunch of extra sparkles on her pony do you want to tell us about it rihanna <laughs> i like my pony is extra sparkly by the way we uh, well daredevil started filming and so we uh, we're, we're going to just put up a spoiler warning that like these next two developments that weren't covered in the rest of the podcast, like these are extra spoilery. Like there is one that we cannot not talk about. I don't know how you're going to avoid it out in the world, but like it's very spoilery. So uh, we're just going to talk about these two developments. So if you are not wanting to be spoiled, if you're wanting everything to be a nice little surprise whenever this comes out, go ahead and log off. We won't mind. Um, yeah. Those of you that stay, uh, the first piece of news is less spoilery, but the thing that broke is that Wilson Bethel is back as Bullseye, which uh, that was some sparkles. We did not expect those sparkles. We are like, we're getting, we're getting like sparkle, sparkles delivered from like fantasy land. We, yeah, we are just, um, if we were talking about how excited we were at the, you know, the earlier portion of this podcast, uh, we are getting more and more excited. We're pinching ourselves. We, yeah, we cannot process all of this. No, no, we can't. Um, our, our private chat where we prepare for these podcasts and stuff is just nothing but like us pinching each other, punching each other <laughs> over the internet. <laughs> yes um uh, this is just crazy um and the other piece of news i will just cover both at once is they started filming today and yeah like there was the normal setup of i was like here's you know a shot that they're you know exteriors i didn't really expect anything and they somebody got pictures of an exterior where they were filming with 
and this is just your last chance to log off, the Nelson, Murdoch, and Page attorneys at law sign. Yes, listeners, it's real. It's crazy. Like, we never in a million years. I Yeah, I never would have been. Like, two months ago, that would have sounded like beyond what's even possible. Yeah. I mean, I think for those first six months of this campaign, we thought that was possible. But, you know, like, two months ago, there's no way. I... There's no way. And I mean, I, I know there are folks that never lost the faith of Nelson Murdoch and Page. I know there are folks that that to, you know, that are probably maybe even listening to this podcast going, you guys didn't, you know, you guys lost your faith in this. And yeah, I I, I did not think it was possible. I thought asking for it had no value. Um, we're in shock. I, I cried a little. Um, yeah, it, it just, I am in absolute shock that we are getting Nelson, Murdoch, and Page. Yeah. And I mean, who knows what they're doing with this, but the fact that they are so clearly tying this back to the original show is very significant because we, we, you know, talked about this before, like what's the state, like how soft or hard is this particular reboot, you know? Uh, is it a reboot? Is it like we were always saying like, no, you know, we're never going to get like a like a season four of the show. Um, and we're not saying that that's what we're getting, but it looks like they are much more comfortable directly tying things back to the plot and the canon and whatever came before of the original show um, in ways that just come much closer to to being sort of a season four. In a way, perhaps. I mean, much more so than we had ever, uh, ever expected. Um, so who knows what they're doing, how this is going to be tied into everything. But just the fact that it, it's at least going to be some kind of basic, in some sense, continuation of something uh, that we recognize is, I think, is major. I agree. We don't know. I mean, they will never call this a season four. Just simply for anybody, just simply what they would have to pay certain people and like the union laws and stuff like after after season three or something like the the agreements, like there's all kinds of payment stuff. So um, Disney has been critiqued for like renaming things slightly so they could get around those laws. So or not laws, but agreements. Right. And I mean, I should say, like, no, we are not getting a season four of the original show. That's. That's yeah, not. but we're getting a continuation of some sort, right? But I mean, like the as reboots go, this one is a hell of a lot softer than um, I think we imagined. <laughs> it's very soft, yeah, from what we can determine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's getting very squishy, very, very. Our unicorn is getting super squishy. Actually, I'm- it's like it's cotton candy to go with our pony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the squishy cotton candy. Um, but yeah, I. This is just super good news all around. As you can tell, we did not like mentally prepare for anything that happened today, including this podcast. So um, we're just like you're you're just witnessing us or listening to us in like a you know a very pure and authentic state of just yeah yeah. I actually, the um, I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but I also podcast on the Marvel News Desk podcast and the Bethel News. So that's the podcast that I was recording when I found out that Daredevil was canceled. Mm. So there's like my immediate reaction, and then like they have my reaction of me getting the Bethel news. Like I totally didn't know that, and was told on the podcast that he was involved. And 
So they got my raw shock on that. But that's the the Nelson Murdoch and Paige sign. It's just so pretty. And it looks like they were filming in Hell's Kitchen, like actually filming in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Across the street from the exterior of Matt's church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also looks yeah. like it's just an updated version of the Nelson and Murdoch sign. Like, I mean, like design-wise uh, and the material and yeah. everything and like the font and stuff. So um, so it just feels like, yes, fan service. <laughs> I don't care. Give us all the fan service. The whole show can just be shout outs to those previous 39 episodes and the defenders and i'm okay with that yeah and a she-hulk and a she-hulk cameo mm-hmm. you know that if we get to have real wish lists now what would your wish list be christine oh my gosh um in terms of characters and stuff i i enjoy being uh i want to be surprised um I want there to be uh, some new characters. I want to be like, ooh, they got this one from the comics. I'm not sure I want to know too much, but I want, like, um, I mean, just to take an example from um, season three, where they had, you know, these all these original characters for the show that I think we all fell in love with. And so I, I don't really have a list. Like, I, I do. I hope they nail the senses. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I think that would be at the top of your wish list is that the reboot is soft enough that they revisit his senses uh-huh. in a way that you are happier with. Yes. Even though I, I still think the show does better than, say, 80% of the comics. So I still will say that. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, at this point, it's like we're just, you know. Yeah. Anything can come through. So, but I think um, uh, since I was... I just finished editing. I'm the one who's editing this particular episode. I just finished editing uh, everything that we did before. And then, of course, we had Christina with us. Then we don't now. It's just me, me and Rhiannon. Um, but I'm going to just tuck this at the end. And uh, hopefully we'll have this out um, today. Before there's more news. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to do uh, the, the, uh, the outro, which is to say that you can um, celebrate with us across all forms of social media we are uh, saved daredevil on the platform formerly known as twitter and on tiktok we are save daredevil uh pretty much everywhere else which would be instagram facebook um youtube and i yes and also we have a, a website of course that's savedaredevil.com so just Google us if you, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know who we are and where to find us, but uh, do come find us and um, tell us everything you're excited about. And uh, we will try to be back with you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Talk Daredevil. For more information about Saved Daredevil, including links to our socials, please visit us at savedaredevil.com. Remember, Murdoch's always get back up. <laughs>